Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to the podcast. We've talked over the last few weeks about getting good quality sound on your podcast. So today, I want to jump into some gear. Since we spent some time talking about your room, I want to actually go over my recommended gear list to help you get the right equipment so you can create a podcast that sounds good as well as having great content. Um, So let's start where it all begins with the microphone. Yeah, you'll hear a lot of podcasting consultants and a lot of engineers recommend this mic, and I recommend it too. It's the Audio-Technica ATR2100. The reason most of us recommend this mic is that it is, first of all, inexpensive, it sounds good, and it also eliminates a lot of the problems that most podcasters experience. The Audio-Technica ATR2100 is a dynamic microphone, which if you remember from a few episodes back, a dynamic microphone is a microphone that does not require power, and so it picks up less room noise. You have to get a little bit closer to it, but the, the benefit of that is that it shuts out, in a way, the extra room noise, reverb, or anything else that... Um, other microphones like condenser microphones would pick up in greater amounts. The ATR2100 is a combination mic. It has both USB and XLR connectivity. So that makes it really flexible. You can connect it directly to your computer. You can also connect it to audio interfaces, digital audio interfaces that have XLR inputs. You could also connect it to preamps and things like that. It also comes with both cables. It also comes with a mic stand. It's a great value at about around $65 is where it usually hovers on Amazon. And as I recommend all of these pieces of gear to you, I actually have them on a list on my site. If you go to dannyosment.com slash resources, my last name again is spelled O-Z-M-E-N-T, dannyosment.com slash resources, you'll see all of these listed. So once you have the ATR2100, it's a good idea to get a good pop filter. You'll see a lot of people recommend a windscreen. That's usually that foam ball that covers up the grill of the microphone. That is not a pop filter. That is primarily there for if you were using the microphone outside to prevent wind noise. A pop filter is actually that, usually a circular shaped thing that has what looks like pantyhose stretched across it. The job of the pop filter, as we mentioned before, is to stop plosives, Bs, Ps from thumping the microphone diaphragm and making that thumping sound um, that you hear sometimes. Now I'm using, to record this podcast, I'm using a Shure SM7B. And Shure actually has a combo windscreen pop filter in the form of a really, really, really thick foam ball or cover that protects the diaphragm of the microphone from pops. With the ATR2100, it is best to get that circle pop filter with the pantyhose. I recommend one on my list. It's the Neewer NWB-3. That's the Neewer NWB-3. That does a great job of stopping pops from getting into the microphone. Then you need a microphone stand to put the microphone on. Now, the ATR2100 does come with a stand. 
it is inadequate. <laughs> In my opinion, it's really short. It would be really hard and uncomfortable to record a whole podcast using it. So I recommend um, the on stage stands MS7920B. That is actually a kick drum mic stand. Um, so the bass drum in a drum set is usually on the floor. So you need a shorter microphone stand that has a bass to point the microphone at the front of the drum. Well, it's actually the perfect height when you put it on a desk to hold your microphone right at mouth level or above mouth level pointing down, which is a good way to get a good quality sound. You'll also see people using those um, scissor telescoping boom arm stands. Newer makes one, I have it on my list as well. Um, they clip to your desk, they're nice. I sometimes find them inadequate in terms of strength and flexibility and being able to move around. So that's why I number one recommend that um, kick drum mic stand as a replacement. Again, not very expensive. I think it's $19.99 or something like that. Now let's talk about how you're going to record your podcast. If you want to do things uh, remotely, on location and recording people maybe in groups, a really good tool to have is a portable recorder. And the portable recorder that I recommend is the Zoom H6 recorder. This is a recorder that actually allows you to record up to six microphones at once on separate tracks. If you wanna do that, Keep in mind that you will need extra cables, XLR cables in this case. And again, I would recommend getting a bunch of ATR 2100s for this purpose. The recorder is really simple to use and it sounds good. You can, again, connect the mics directly to it and then set levels for each mic independently so that you get a good quality sound on everyone you're recording. There are multiple packages for this. They come with different things like remotes and windscreens and stereo mic attachments and shotgun mic attachments. Um, I have it on my list and I also have listed there uh, some memory cards for it because the Zoom H6 does use the um, an SD card to record. Now, if you're not recording on location and you want to record your solo podcast at home on your laptop, you're going to need a digital audio workstation or a DAW for sure. This is basically recording editing software. The DAW that I'm recommending right now uh, is free. It is Pro Tools First. Pro Tools is the industry standard in terms of digital audio workstations. It was the first to be created. It's the one that most people use in the recording industry. They have a free version now that also has cloud storage and everything included that you would need to record a podcast. As with most free versions of software, it does have some of the more advanced features taken out. But for most people that are just recording a solo podcast, it's really all you're going to need. There are others out there that are free, GarageBand, of course, Audacity that a lot of people use. But in terms of ease of use and workflow, I really like Pro Tools first. Now, if you're interested in purchasing a DAW, you can subscribe to Pro Tools. Uh, I believe it's $12 a month or something like that now. I also recommend um, the DAW by PreSonus Studio One is a nice full-featured DAW that I believe you can get for $2.99, about the same price as Apple's Logic and much better, much more full-featured and easy to use. 
Now, finally, let's talk about recording interviews. There are a lot of services out there, a lot of ways to do this. In my most previous episode, I talked about the double ender as a way to record interviews. That is still going to be the best quality way to record an interview. But there are easier ways to do this. The way that I recommend most podcasters record interviews is to use Zoom Pro. Now, this is Zoom communication software. It's a different company than Zoom that makes the portable recorder I already mentioned. Zoom Pro is sort of the industry standard for meeting software right now. And there are a lot of benefits to using Zoom Pro. The Pro version is $15 a month. What it allows you to do, first of all, is to record separate tracks of audio for each person that speaks. The reason I recommend Zoom Pro over other call recorders like Ecamm for Skype and things like that is, first of all, Zoom seems to be a little bit more stable than Skype. Like I said, it's the industry standard Even the free version, I think you can have up to 37 people on the call. So it seems to be more stable. And the reason I think this is, is that Zoom, while it's recording each guest, it actually seems to modulate the bandwidth that each guest is using. So if someone has slightly worse internet or they have more people on their Wi-Fi network or something like that, Zoom will actually lower the quality of the recording so that it doesn't actually drop out or cut off or get those errors that you hear a lot of times on Skype recordings. The other reason that I prefer Zoom over Skype and some of the more standard call recorders is that it's easy to use for the guest. You simply send a link, a URL to the guest. And what that does when they click on it is if they haven't already installed Zoom, it installs the plugin on their browser and then it opens it up for them. It's very easy to use. It's simple. It doesn't require logging into Skype for the first time in four months and realizing they have to update or they've forgotten their Skype username or something like that. Just easier. It's it's easier for the guest. It's easier for the guest. Now, if you want slightly better quality and you don't want to go up to the double ender, you don't want to ask your guests to do that, there are other services out there that I recommend. My number one recommendation in that realm right now is Squadcast. Squadcast allows you to record the audio and also use video to see your guest and, and speak with them. It is, in a sense, a double-ender because what it is doing is using the guest's browser to record their audio locally. So you do get a higher quality audio signal from your guest and from yourself than you would if you're using Zoom. It is, however, a little bit more expensive. You'll want to go to their website and check on that, but it is a bit more expensive per month than Zoom Pro. So there you have it. That's my basic list of recording gear and software that you're going to need when you start out or that you should look at if you're hoping to get the best quality recordings you possibly can for your podcast. I again have all of these resources listed at dannyosmond.com slash resources. You can head over there. I'll put the URL in the show notes and check them out. Full disclosure, the links on my site are affiliate links and I will get some monetary benefit if you purchase through those links. But head over there and check those out. You can go on and learn more about these pieces of equipment that I've listed. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast and I hope to see you next week. What are you an expert at? 
If you have a podcast, chances are your show features your area of expertise. But how much do you really know about podcast production? My clients often thank me for making their shows sound great. But in my opinion, the main benefit I provide for all of my production clients is time. Time to do what they are experts at. Time to grow their businesses. Time to focus and not stress out trying to do the technical production work that isn't their area of expertise. If you have a podcast or want to start one and you're ready to save three hours or more each week to focus on the stuff you're an expert at, I'd love to do all of your editing, mixing, mastering, and show distribution for you so that you can focus on growing your community and business. You can find out more at emeraldcitypro.com services. Today's show was brought to you by ConvertKit, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After five years with the email marketing provider that everyone starts out with, you know who I'm talking about, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. ConvertKit easily stood out above the rest, and I've been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you're searching for a new provider, I highly recommend ConvertKit. Go check them out and other resources that I recommend at dannyosmond.com slash resources. That's dannyosmond.com slash resources.